World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Man, i got a thousand directions I want to go this morning. First of all, thanks for getting up with me. My life has been changed. This is a show number, what is it, Jonathan? 1,968, my numbers are right. 1,968. And uh, it's absolutely revolutionized my own life. I thank the Mike Heath who gave me the idea of starting this thing seven, almost seven years ago, faithfully here every morning. And some of you guys faithfully here every morning. And I just want, I just want to thank you. I guess if it was just me and Betty and Clay, I'd be here. Keep continuing to do it. I, I ask you, I just ask you to share it because I know this. I could, I could go give you a testimony of lives, lives who have been changed by this gathering. Now, they're not being changed by Coach Dave. They're being changed by the truth. The truth that they're not hearing other places. Remember, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. There's nothing special about here other than my gift is certainly very, very special. The anointing's very special. But I'm, other than that, I'm just, a, I'm just a guy with cracked toenails like the rest of you and nothing special other than the gift, and I understand the gift. The Bible tells us this, that you shall know the truth. Hmm, what? You'll know the truth? You won't know just what some other guy told you? You shall know the truth, and the truth, if you know it, is going to make you free. Not set you free, make you free. Truth makes you free. The truth. That's what I try to do here every day. And I'm going to, I tell you, I don't know the truth. I don't know all the truth. I know some of the truth, but I don't know it all. And so I just appreciate you all joining us, being here with, with, with us today. And um, I'm, I'm on an assignment. Pull up, uh, pull up that picture of Stephanie. Would you do that for me real quick? It's a standalone email. Hey, folks, look. Money's tight for all of us. I, I know that is. I'm committed in my heart to get. I don't know why that thing's up on my screen there, John. Why is that? Why is that up there? There. I got, I got this girl here needs a car. And we found her one. Jeff Jeff Klein's uh, Jeff Klein's found her exactly what she needs. And she didn't ask me for a cent, but I know this: that Stephanie is not not uh, working in the sense that most of us work. Why is that pop back up on my screen? He's working on something. Okay, he's working on it. My screen's different than yours. I'm sorry. And they found her car. Jeff found her car. And I'm not going to ask Jeff Klein to, to, to eat it. You know, Jeff's got to make a living too as well, right? So uh, we're giving $4,000 to Stephanie. For, we're buying that car for Stephanie. And if you want to be part of it, you can go be part of it. And whether you give $10 or $20, we're buying her a car. She's quit her job. She's babysitting full-time her grandbabies. That's the only money she has coming in. She's scrimping and saving to make ends meet. 
And uh, he said, we're brothers, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Well, we don't tithe, we don't, we don't ask you to tithe here, but this young lady has a need and we're gonna meet it. So you can go to Coach Dave Live and you can you know, give $10 or $20 or whatever. We're, we're, we're gonna get this, we're getting this sweetheart a car. This is our, Stephanie's our former pagan. She's our former witch. She's the one that kind of keeps me filled in and say, no, coach, you're crossing the, she's giving me, you know, thumbs up when I'm right and X's when I'm wrong. And I don't even know if she's listening out there today, but we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to let this girl, we're just not going to let this happen. So God bless you, Stephanie. We're in your corner for sure. Um, I just been, I've been really prompted. Let me, let me do a couple of things here. First of all, uh, I'm looking at my, I'm speaking at the Toboso. I said, what? Yeah. That praise the Lord, a little country church has invited me to speak this Sunday. Toboso United Methodist Church. The address, maybe you can put it in the, maybe put it up there for him. Is it? It's Newark. It's just, it's just north of Newark. Just a little, little country church, and they they invited me to come and speak. And any of you out there that are close and you want would like to come, let, I'll send you the send you the email or the address on how to get there. I'm just honored to be able to go and encourage those folks. Thank God for that. So it's this Sunday, 1030, Toboso, United Methodist Church. Um, Trump is setting them up, friends. I'm gonna, I want to just want to get this out for you real quick. Hey, folks, you understand this now? You understand this? That now that they've indicted Donald Trump, he now has the right to subpoena. And this is going, they're accusing him of trying to overthrow the election. And now he has the subpoena rights to go get all that data, all that data that the media has been hiding. Trump lured them into a trap. That's what I think. They've been lured into a trap in Georgia, of all places, Georgia. So uh, just be of good cheer. Just be of good cheer. Amen. Uh, I'm looking down. A lot of stuff I want to talk about. I want, I'm in a teaching mode today. I want to do a teaching. But this song has been all over me. For I was out mowing the other day. I couldn't get it out of my head. Uh, how many out there are dealing? How many of you out there? Just a second, Jeff. How many of you out there have family members or friends or whatever? Their life's one, one crisis after another. One crisis after another. And you know that. And you know the only answer to it is Christ. It's, it's the only answer. And they're so resistant to it. We've so screwed up religion that they're so man, oh man, oh man. It's the answer to all of our problems. And how do I know it's the answer to all of our problems? Look how hard the enemy is keep working to keep people from Christ. Look at it. Not from religion and churchianity and all this feel-good fake Christianity stuff that we go on. Um, so I just want to play this this morning. As we go about our days, don't, don't forget this, man. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what your family members, no matter the conflict within your family, I can tell you this. Here is the problem. Go ahead and play that, brother.
Where? On they go through private pain, living fear to fear. Laughter hides their silent cries. Only Jesus hears. Give our lives for 
That's profound, isn't it? Because uh, <clears throat> we lose sight of that in all of our religious and religious games and politics and politics is a religion and stuff we're doing and stuff. We, we, folks, people need the Lord. It's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the only answer. It's the only answer. You know, I'm going to have our friend, uh, George McCloy. I, um, you guys know Georgie. I'm going to have, I spent some time with George last week and we drove up to Detroit. I'm going to take a day here and give George about 15 or 20 minutes for you guys to hear his testimony of the transforming power of Jesus Christ. If you're watching this show and you've not been transformed by the power of God, you're missing something, friends. You miss, this ain't religion. This ain't religion. This is relationship. We've taken, Jesus warned us as he spoke to the Pharisees, you teach his commandments, the doctrines of men, making the word of God of none effect. When in fact, the reality is Jesus Christ wants to enter your life because the kingdom of God is within you. And you see your friends every day, your children, your children's spouses, your neighbors, your nieces, your nephews, your aunts, your uncles, who are walking around void of the spirit of God. They do not have the kingdom of God within them. They don't have it. Because why? They've never been taught about it. They don't understand it. They don't get it. They don't get it. Our Thank Father, you. Lord, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Come. Thy will be done in earth, in earth, as it is in heaven. We don't get it. Churches don't get it. And then when we do get it, then we religiousize it and, and, and uh, um, legalize it and doctrinize it. And people just need the Lord. Amen. And, and religion becomes do this, don't do that. Signs, signs everywhere, signs. Walking out the scenery, breaking my mind. Do this, don't do that. Can't you be part of our religious group, right? And the kingdom of God changes your heart on the inside. When it changes your heart on the inside, you don't want to do what you used to do. The apostle Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? The things I want to do, I don't do. The things I do, I don't want to do. Oh, wretched man. Wretched man. Our churches are full of unsaved actors and actresses acting like they're Christians. And it's not their fault. They have not been taught the gospel of the kingdom of God. You know there's more than one gospel, don't you? You do know that. Because Paul said, was it Paul? Timothy? I don't know. One of those guys said, better be careful of those teaching another gospel. <laughs> there's another gospel. It's no gospel at all. And I get sick and tired when I hear people say about Coach, oh, well, you got to be careful. He's religious. See, we don't even know what the hell that means. Religious? Me? Religious? I'm about as anti-religious as they come. Because religion is rules and regulations and do's and don'ts. I couldn't do... Hey. Boom. I'm booming it this morning. I don't, I don't need any encouragement. I'm so sick of a powerless church. So Amen. sick. So sick of it. <clears throat> and I said to my wife at this little... Methodist Church, and I'm going in on Sunday. He said, oh, Lord Jesus, those people need such a blessing. They need such a blessing. 
I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm sorry if this comes across as braggadocious. I got this, I wanna share this, I wanna share this with you. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's not braggadocious, I'm just telling you the truth. I, I got this. And that, when I spoke down there in Marietta, hey, someone said, hey, Glenn, would you forward this for me? So this is Dina. I want to thank you for having Coach Dave last night. It's been a long time since somebody made the hair stand up on my arms. That's the Holy Spirit, folks. We have powerless men preaching a powerless gospel from a powerless pulpit. Binding up men. See if you can find that for me. Somebody, Jonathan, I don't know, somebody find that for me. Where Jesus is screaming at the Pharisees and you, you, you stack up all these rules and regulations. You pile on people. You block the kingdom of God. They can't go in. They, you can't go in. They can't go in. Because all the do's and the don'ts that they're all worried about. I don't know how, I don't know how to, where that is even. Is. Jesus is addressing the saying. I don't know where it is. Somebody out there farther, smarter than me. And <clears throat> me, no, listen, me. Just talking about me. I can't hardly stand to go into powerless churches. I just can't. I can't do it. It grieves me. It's like going to an Elton John concert and he ain't there. <laughs> Somebody else is sitting on the piano playing. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? It's all self-help and, oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Formula after this, formula after that. How about just receiving the Holy Spirit and listening and obeying? How about, just, how about if we just did that? How about that? How about if we did the first two commandments, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and your neighbors yourself? What if we just did those two things and threw all the rest of the commandments out? Because that will bring you righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. You might find it for me yet. You might find that scripture where Jesus is addressing the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He said, you bind them up. You put all these rules and regulations on top of them. And you make them twice the children of hell. He said that. I didn't say that. Matthew 23. Matthew 23. Pull it up or John and see where we are. I, I got to get this. I got to get this out of me or I'm going <clears> to. <throat> okay, good. Start at number one. I'm going to get this into you. Then Jesus spake, then spake Jesus to the multitude. You understand? This is a sermon on the mount, maybe. I don't know. And to his disciples. So he wasn't just speaking to the multitude. He was speaking to his disciples who were getting in the flesh and going out and trying to recruit people. Huh? They went into the best places at the ta- best seat at the table, all that stuff, right? Jesus, he said to the scribes and the Pharisees, oh, my God, let me try it again. Here's what he said to all of them. The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. In other words, positions of authority. All therefore, whatsoever they bid, you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. He said they're just full of empty flap trap. Yeah, all these all these guys in the pulpit, they're telling you all this stuff you got to observe. They just got to observe that. He said, listen, <laughs> they don't even do it. No, because why? They bind heavy burdens that are grievous to be borne, and they put them on Betty's shoulders. They put them on Joanne's shoulders and Charlene's and Sherry's. They put them on your shoulders. They lay them on your shoulders, these burdens. 
that nobody can carry. But they themselves, they're not going to get their asses out of there. Go do anything with their fingers. They're not going to do anything. They're going to sit in there in that church and let you bring tithes and offerings in and sit back and have an easy life. But all their works they do to be seen of men. Hmm? How, when's the last time? Here's a good exercise for you. You go to your church this Sunday, ask your church, ask your pastor when's the last time he preached on the street. Hey, Pastor Clint, you're doing that, aren't you, Pastor Clint? You're taking your people to the street, aren't you, Pastor Clint? Hey, Amen, Coach. Huh? How are they responding, Clint? Wonderful. Wonderful, huh? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. But all their works they do to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments. And they love, oh, they love to be honored when they walk into the building and get to sit up at the head table. Oh, and they see people, oh, there's Pastor Joe. Oh, there's Pastor Joe. Oh, there's Pastor Rod. Oh, there's Pastor, oh, yeah. And they greet in the markets. They love to be called, oh, Pastor, Pastor. I love you, Pastor. But be not ye called rabbi. For one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brothers. Hey, you call no man your father upon this earth. For you only got one daddy. He's in heaven. And neither ye neither be ye called masters, for no one's your master except Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Dead pulpits. Whoa! Unto you, you white and sepulchre fake pastors, hypocrites. For you showed up what? What do you shut up? The kingdom of heaven against men. Jesus prayed, thy kingdom come. But he says, those guys standing in the pulpit, they shut up the kingdom. They shut it up. They block it in. And they use it against men. And for a pretense and show, they make long prayers. Therefore, they're going to receive the greater damnation. Woe unto you phony pastors, you hypocrites. For you compass sea and land to get one person saved. And once you get him saved, you make him twofold, twofold more the child of hell than yourself. Somebody say, man, hey, this ain't me saying this, folks. This ain't me saying this. Huh? Oh, yeah. Some of the most mean, arrogant people I know are Christians. Somebody say amen. Somebody. Amen. Boom to that. Woe unto you, you blind guides. Pardon me again. Who's, who's Jesus speaking to here? Well, he's speaking to those people who are leading congregations. The temple leaders. 
Whoa, you blind guides. You don't even know where that. They're cutting off little boys' penises and you ain't even peeping about it. Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it's nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he's a debtor. You fools, blind. Who's greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifieth the gold? And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it's nothing. But whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it, whoo, he's guilty. You say you're speaking for the Lord and you ain't? You better be careful, dudes. You fools, blind. What's greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifieth the gift? That's why I say to you often. You're watching a gift being exercised. Huh? It ain't about me. It's about me laying laying down my life for the gift. Exercising the gift for the Lord. What's your gift? What's the gift you're exercising? Or better yet, has the pastor that you went your whole life to ever identified your gift? Has he ever identified it? So you know how you're supposed to exercise it? No, no, you come in there, you sit there, and then they run the church, and you just, you're just a little puppet in there, a little muppet. So whosoever there shall swear on earth, sweareth by it, and by all things on them. And whosoever shall swear by the temple, sweareth by it, and by him that dwelleth in. And he sweareth by heaven, sweareth by the throne of God, by him that sitteth on the throne. Woe unto you, you phonies. Woe, you phonies. You pay tithe, mint, anise. Oh, you you follow all the rules, but you've omitted the weightier matters matters of the law. You have judgment. Look at that. The weightier matter of the law. What's the first thing he says? Judgment. Because there are pre people out there depending on you for judgment, so they can receive mercy. Mercy follows judgment. And your church pastor is telling you not to judge. And it's the judgment that will set them free. Amen. And you'll admit the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought you have done and not to have left them undone. You blind guides. He's stranded in that. You get mad at Coach Dave because he yells, or sometimes he says a word that hurts your ears, and you're missing the whole thing. You're straining it in that, and you're swallowing a camel. You're missing the whole thing. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup. Oh, it looks good on the outside. Got your hair all cut, your beard all trimmed, dressed in your nice tie. But within, they're full of extortion and excess. Joel Osteen worth millions of dollars. Somebody explain that to me. You blind Pharisee. First, Cleanse that which is within the cup. (laughs) You. Cleanse you first, baby. Then the outside, maybe that'll get clean also. 
And woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You're just whitened sepulchers. You guys know what a sepulcher is? Help them out, Spencer, because they don't know. Jonathan, I'm sorry. Go to Webster. What's a sepulcher, Jonathan? I know what it is, but I, trust but verify, Ronald Reagan said. Trust but verify. Sepulcher. Uh, there it is. To bury. It seems to be formed with a prefix on the golf a grave, a tomb, the place in which a dead body of a human being is interred, a place designed for that purpose. Whitened graves full of dead men's bones. Beautiful churches, which indeed appear beautiful on the outside, but are within full of dead men's bones. In all uncleanness. Boy, this will preach, won't it? Even so, you also look righteous unto men. Oh, yeah. But inside, you're full of hypocrisy and sin. He's talking to the church leaders. Woe unto you, Hey, Betty, I don't think that's a good word, is it? Woe? Whoa. It's a great Whoa. word. Whoa. Whoa. Huh? Warn you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Because you build the tombs. <laughs> they don't just lay them in white and sepulchers. They build the friggin' tombs. Who does? The scribes, Pharisees, pastors, pulpits. This is Jesus. It ain't me. I didn't write this. You build the tombs of the prophets. Oh, boy, we want to kill the prophets, don't we? And they garnish the burial grounds of the righteous. And say, if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would have not been partakers with them and with the blood of the prophets. We love to brag about what we would have done if we'd have been alive during the American Revolution. Oh, yeah. Boy, they wouldn't have pulled that crap off I'd been around. Boy, they wouldn't have pulled that crap off I'd been here in the Civil War. Boy, hey, it's your turn now, dude. Wherefore, you be witnesses unto yourself that you are the children of them which killed the prophets. You're their kids. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers. He said, oh man, drink. huh? You drink that damnation from your daddy. You serpents. You generation of vipers. How can you escape the damnation of hell? Friends, he's talking to the religious leaders. Behold, that wherefore, that means, that's why. Wherefore means why. That's why I send you prophets and wise men, scribes. And some of them you shall kill and crucify. You don't want to hear it. You don't, it, 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 oh my goodness, it ruffles your feathers. Some of them you kill and crucify, and some of them you scourge in your churches. And you persecute them from city to city. That upon you 
come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, son of Barachias, whom you slew between the temple and the altar. He said, their blood be on your head, you phony, fake men in the pulpit. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon Randy, this generation. Not the generation 2,000 years from now. It's all gone upon this generation. And Jerusalem, oh, Christian church, Christian church. Oh, America, America. You have killed the prophets. Hey, church folks, you've killed the prophets. And you've stoned them which are sent unto you. How often would I, I wanted to gather my children like a chicken gathers her eggs, but you wouldn't let me do it. Behold, I'm empty in your house. Your house is desolate. Wow, what a picture that is, huh? For I say unto you, you shall not see me henceforth till you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Amen. If Vinny was still hanging around, there'd be a big boom right there. Amen. Boom. Hey, Spencer. No, Jonathan. Bring up number seven real quick. Well, I've gone on quite a while. It's okay. I told you I was in the teaching mood. Huh? If I look at my grandchildren, I, I think about when I, when I was growing up as a kid, prayer in the schools, Ten Commandments on the walls. Everybody knew what was right and everybody knew what was wrong. Nobody was afraid to call it out. Spanked kids in school, paddled them, actually. I can still hear the echoes down the hallway of my buddy, Tim, getting his butt uh, spanked by Miss, Mr. Mitchin. Yep. And we've let them overthrow us. And I, li- I listen to this song, and it almost always makes me want to cry. As a 70-year-old man who's making a tag team handoff to the next generation who don't even know the Lord and are walking in a mess of a life, refusing the gospel because we don't even know how to articulate it. and play that. Right and wrong one hazy.
I played that one because that's nobody famous. That was one of those auditions on one of those who wants to be a star things. I don't even know where it is. But I was, uh, I picked up my little grandson, David, his football practice last night, just riding home with him and just was kind of overwhelmed by realizing what I was leaving to him. The fights he was going to have to fight. The generation he was growing up in. An overwhelming burden that I had as a grandpa to pass my beliefs to my children. And failed. I mean, not, you know what I'm saying, right? We have, we have a Christless America. Can somebody explain to me how that possibly happened? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Why? For thine is the kingdom. What? And the power. Huh? And the glory. When? Forever and ever. Like even, like right now? Yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory. Like right here, right now, it's supposed to be operating. Oh yeah, because the kingdom of God's within you. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And if we were teaching the kingdom of God rather than just religion, then maybe these people would see some benefit to wanting to be part of the kingdom. But they don't see any benefit to wanting to be part of the kingdom because we just read in Matthew, they heap heavy burdens on them. Do this, don't do that. Can't you read the sign? Thanks for letting me get Delph. I got to play one more, one more. I got <laughs> two more. Bear with me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I told you. I told you before I got started here. Pull up number six. And you asked me if things have changed. I, I remember singing this as a kid. Tennessee Ernie Ford. And ask yourself if it's any different today. Go ahead. Some people say a man is made out of mud A poor man's made out of muscle and blood Muscle and blood and skin and bones A mind that's weak and a back that's strong You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store I was born one morning when the sun didn't shine I picked up my shovel and I walked to the mine I loaded 16 tons, a number nine coal And the straw boss said, well, to bless my soul You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store. The company stores the government. I was born one morning, it was drizzling rain. 
fighting and trouble are my middle name. I was raised in the cane break by an old mama line. Can't no high tone woman make me walk the line. You load 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. If you see me coming, better step aside A lot of men didn't, a lot of men died One fist of iron, the other of steel If the right one don't get you, then the left one will You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I To the company store. I think that was 1958. I could be wrong. 1958. Look, it's like it's like a I'm a DJ here this morning. I'm trying to make a point. Okay, it's like I'm a DJ, and I want to show you that we are in a cycle, friends. Not we're not going. It's not linear. Things more things change. The more they remain the same. One more, number five. Oliver Anthony, it's all the rage again. Another song by a guy nobody knows. I want you to hear this. I'm, the lyrics, many of you have probably heard the song, but maybe haven't heard the lyrics. Go ahead and play that, Jonathan. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away It's a damn shame What the world's gotten to For people like me People like you Wish I could just wake up And it not be true But it is Oh it is Living in the new world With an old soul These rich men north or rich men out for miners and not just miners on an island somewhere lord we got folks in the street ain't got nothing to eat and the whole beast milking welfare god if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground because all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is.
what you do And then I don't think you know But I know that you do Cause your dollar ain't shit And it's taxed to no end Cause the rich men Know the rich men Selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. Boom, huh? Boom. You know, you know Boom. why? Wow. Because they're not in the kingdom of God. They're not in the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy. And uh, folks, I'm telling you, if we could bottle that message rather than religion. Golly, Lord help us. All right, I'll open it up here. Jeff's been hanging on a while. Come on in, Jeff. Then Tracy, then Roger. Go. And they're ripping that dude on the left. Everybody. Yeah, they sure they are. Sure they are. So here's what we just went through. Five sessions under the big tent. Southern preacher from Alabama up here just poured his heart out every night. So this is what we just experienced. We had the messages were all great and kind of everything ties into what you're saying this morning, coach. I had a guy come to my car lot a week ago, Tuesday with a gun on the front of him, a vest on. He looked like he was coming to shoot everybody up in the garage. I, he was mad. And he had to run in with the cops. Crap went south with him. Really good guy. So he was hot about all this with the cops. Life's a wreck right now. Everything's divorced. Got a young boy, nine years old. He's 35. I just told him, I said, buddy, lay this stuff aside, all this stuff with the cops. He's angry. He's dropping F-bombs. He's going crazy. I said, I had prayed with him that night. I said, we're doing church in the garage. He cried. I said, you come back tomorrow morning, I'll talk to you. So he comes back at 10 o'clock, like I told him. So I said, what are you doing tonight? No, nothing. He's wound up about this cop. And I said, we're going to a tent meeting. You know, he showed up in the ripped up clothes, looking horrible, gun on the front of him. Nobody said a word to him about that gun. They didn't put nobody, everybody welcomed him. He was there every night. Oh, he's hollering out. I want to serve Jesus. I'm a sinner. He, these people are looking at him like, who is this guy? Yeah. And that's what Matt's preached about is why do we bring somebody in the church and look at him like, what's he doing here? Yeah, so it ended, up, ended up two nights there. He's, oh, he's commenting. He's the most vocal person under this tent. Tent seats about 200 people. He said, Friday night, I'm bringing my son. He's nine years old. So he called me Friday afternoon. He's at the barbershop. I'm getting my boy a haircut. We're coming tonight. The boy came both Friday and Saturday night. Loved it. Loved it. Father and son with a new outlook on life. And I told the whole group under the tent, I said, now we brought Julie in here tonight. I said, we're going to share Jesus with him, but it's our job to disciple him now after this. And so everybody who's been chatting with him, Pastor Matt's got his phone number. He's excited. Then I get the call from Stephanie. She needs a vehicle. And I've been talking with her on and off for about six months. She's been waiting patiently. So I'm just sharing this because of, if Jesus changed our hearts, why are we not ch out changing a few other hearts? Just one or two at a time. So I'm dealing with Stephanie. And she's telling me, got grandkids. She can't haul them around. She needs something to haul them all. Something dependable. She's been looking for months and find nothing but junk for that four or five thousand dollar range. 
And I told her, I said, Stephanie, I think I found you something. Got back with her. So I'm making Mary Jane drive it for a couple of days. I want to make sure this thing's good, but it's clean inside, clean outside, 138,000 miles. The AC blows cold, new tires on it, third row seating. And Stephanie texted me this morning. She said, last sentence, big, long paragraph. I won't read it all. But her last little sentence says, she's so grateful and just happy face with a woman praying. Last sentence says, last chance. She said, I'm so excited and grateful. Last chance ministry about to get back on track and on the road. So we got two people this week that we've got to share Jesus with. Do a little bit of something and just bless them and change their lives. So it just that's what we got to do. Every day they pass me by, I can see it in their eyes. Empty people filled with care, headed who knows where. Tracy. Amen, Jeff. One at a time. One at a time. But, uh, uh, Coach, things are changing. Um, yep. I left our Republican Club meeting last night with so much hope. Um, recently, a few months ago, we had a change in all of the offices in our Republican club. And last night, it was a packed house about standing room only. And God is present. Amen. People are giving him the credit. People are talking about getting in their churches and getting the information out there. Amen. It is changing one little town at a time, coach. There was so much positivity, goosebumps on my arms. You could feel it. The speaker spoke of the Lord. Everyone had him in their hearts last mm-hmm. night. So it's well, coming. It's, it's coming. We're winning. It cycles. We're on. Hey, sun's coming up, baby. Sun's coming up. Roger, then Dave Allison. Real quick on the Oliver song. Um, when you look at the lyrics, it tells you so much of what our government is doing. Yep. He makes reference to taxes. They're going digital because they don't want anybody to survive on a little bit of cash money to do something. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And I would bet 10 to 20% of the country survives because they get somebody to pay them in cash to cut their grass, whatever. The other thing is he talks about budgets. We have not had a budget in the United States in almost eight years. And what I mean by that is they sit down and budget for the year. What they do is do these continuations of the budget for six months and six months. Yep, yep. And so these songs really highlight, if you look at the lyrics and what's going on so much, and as you said, this is cycling back through. So listen to the lyrics. Because they really tell you a lot if you just look at our culture, what is going on. There is a lot of truth being um, artistically expressed. It's yes, right there. That's right. That's right. The sun, <laughs> hey, sun's coming up, boys. Sun ain't going down. It's coming up. Dave Allison, then Rochelle. Yeah, thanks, Roger. I appreciate uh, your heart. I, you know, brother, God bless you. So many. So uh, last weekend, you know, coaches like saying, hey, we keep going to these conferences. You know, we get all this information. We get a bigger head. And that is so true. That is true, but yet at the same time, I was really proud to be at the event. You know, uh, not only did Coach speak, but Judd spoke, uh, Ohio Brett spoke, John Diamond spoke, and I'm I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, Lord Jesus, I can't believe the caliber of men that you have put in my Amen. life. Amen. Amen. It was a blessing. 
But you know, uh, but I I went there with my uh, pass assault hat on because I want I'm a rep. When I go someplace, I realize I don't represent myself. I represent this team. Yeah. You represent the Lord, Dave, more than anything. That's what I yeah. say. Well, that's it. <laughs> this is the kingdom, right? Right. So, anyways, so something special happened. I didn't get the chance uh, to share, but as we were leaving. A couple of things. There was a gal by the name of Rachel Timothy got up and gave her testimony. She was trafficked by someone who was a deacon in the church. Mm. So if that's not an eye opener there, folks, just that goes to show you how deep that goes. Right. Amen. And her Amen. testimony was just, man, talk about powerful. But so, so Dave, anyway, so Dave yesterday in the show, I mentioned you and Ashley Babbitt's mama. Tomorrow, share that with us. We're a little short on time. Yeah, here. okay. I will, I'll do that tomorrow then. Yeah, all, all right. right buddy. God bless you. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Michelle. Hey, good morning, team. Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk a little more about that last song you just played, the, the Richmond, North yeah. of Richmond. And I think that shot up to number one in like two weeks. Um, I, I think it's because people are really resonating with what this man, through his song, has been able to, to say. Um, he's almost, it's almost like he's begging the tyrants not to be so tyrannical, That's right. That's right. But, but that's impossible, I think. And we're, all of us, we're watching, um, everything that we've earned, you know, all of our, our, our wages sort of say for yeah. days, months, years, everything that we saved up for where we did what's right or what we were told was right. And it's all, um, crashing down on us. Oh, yes. 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt, right? Some things never change, do they? That's right. We're cycling through. Bless you, Michelle. Yeah. And Sheila. You call me, Coach? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, the chronology that, that that dawned on me when you were playing um, Ernie Ford's song there, uh, the chronology is the evil capitalists become the government the government tries to control the evil capitalists, which they are. They produce RICO laws, and now they're using the RICO laws against Trump to control the evil anti-capitalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How crazy. It's crazy. How crazy. Hey, Jack, we're winning, though. We're winning. I'm telling you. You got it. Sheila, come on in. That young man that you uh, just shared, uh, the men of, what it was, north of Richmond? Rich, that the rich men, the rich, men, rich men north of Richmond. Richmond's yes. yep. That young man um, was a complete alcoholic, didn't see any purpose in his life. His testimony is what's drawing the people. He's giving all credit to God. And I, I thought you might, you might want to interview him like you did the young man that you interviewed. Yeah. Um, this man, uh, did a concert this weekend and normally he has like 15, 20 people show up. People came from hundreds of miles away. Amen. This is, um, and it's resonating, not just because of the song, cause he's got all sorts of songs. If you look him up, he has all sorts of songs way up at the top on the iTunes, but he was a complete alcoholic and submitted everything to the father. Father said, if you'll do what I need you to do, then I will support you. And his life is just completely turned around. And it would be that's, a powerful, that's powerful the message. That's the message of the gospel of the kingdom, right? That's yeah. the message. 
Yes. They tell people they got to get saved and saved. They don't even know what that means. Get exactly. Get You're saved doing to go to heaven. heaven. Amen. Bless you, Sheila. Got to move here. Paul. Hey, coach. Yeah, I just finished my probation from the board and paid my fines in my stupid propaganda uh, CME's education. And uh, was coming out of the hospitals. They're all begging the nurses and the staff to come back because it's all broken. Medicine is broken, and they're just begging them to come back. And the response is, hell no, we ain't no. coming back. <laughs> they ain't coming back. They ain't coming back, huh? Hey, folks, we're moving in cycles, I'm telling you. Uh, the NASCAR crowd is alive and well, baby. They are. They're leading, they're leading the march back. It's not the pastors. It's not the pulpits. Although I got to tell you something. When we were down there in Marietta, God bless Pastor Rodney Lord. God bless Pastor Clint Harper. They're, they're waking up, folks. They're waking up. Now, I know that Clint Harper, I'm not going to embarrass Clint. I know that Clint, because he's been part of this group, is getting more militant in his church, and the church is responding to it. And I'll never forget what, what the pastor told me up in, in uh, when we were in, up in Detroit. I said, what's going on? Why won't the pastors get involved? He says, because half of them are waiting for him to say something, and the other half are waiting for him to say something so they can leave. And, hey, folks, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. You're going to serve the Lord and speak the truth, or you're not. That's where we are. God's doing miraculous stuff. See you tomorrow. God bless you.